everyone. Welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And we're super excited to be joined by NCAA individual qualifier Jay Mack, who is headed into her sophomore season with Illinois State. We discuss her impressive freshman season as well as her goals for herself and her team going into her sophomore year. And afterwards, we share our thoughts on the inner squads from Michigan, LSU, UCLA, and Michigan State, which we went to in person. So stick around. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. So a big thank you to Emily B, Kathleen R, Lucy S, Becca S, DFP, Blake B, Cookie Master, Faith M, Kristen R, Lori S, Sabrina M, Amy C, Erica S, Milan W, M, Derek H, Abby M, Martin, and Jasmine C. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. Your support means so much to us, and it definitely helps to keep this podcast going, so thank you. If you're interested in joining our Patreon squad, we have a link in the show notes down below to where you can join and, of course, learn more about it. Some of the perks include videos from meets or practices that we go to, the chance to ask questions to our guests, you get to read some of our random thoughts, sometimes we even do early releases of an interview. That one we don't do probably as frequently as we should but but we'll have one coming next week yes we do actually have one coming very soon for you guys so make sure you check that out if you're interested and now let's get into our interview with jay mack you're someone that we've been wanting to have on the show for a while now given the incredible freshman season that you had last year you tied for the mick four title Qualified to NCAA championships on floor. You're only the second gymnast in Illinois state history to make it to NCAAs, which is a huge deal. Did you surprise yourself at all in your freshman yeah, season doing that well? Definitely. I would say like coming in, you know, I didn't really have very high expectations. I didn't really know what to expect, I guess. Um, and I know that like Jill, Angelica had made it before. And so I knew that was a possibility, but for myself, you know, that's never something I saw. And so like going in and being able to do that was just incredible for sure. And knowing that you are only the second in history, how does that make you feel? Because that's pretty cool. It is. It's, it's hard to believe, I guess, you know, like that I, I was able to do that, but I also feel so excited for the future of my program. Like both Jill and I were able to do that and just paves the way for so many athletes like after us to do that. And I think it like really puts our school on the map and lets people know and show like what we have to offer, I guess. Did your team or your school do anything special to kind of celebrate that achievement? Um, I guess just like highlighting, you know, like some games um, that I had made it or I know before I left we had like a big send-off and like that really helped me feel special and like a lot of the um, staff and faculty was able to come and like send me off to nationals so that was really really cool. When you say games like do you mean like on like the football field do they bring you down and like announce you to the crowd? I would guess I wouldn't say like that um sometimes they'll like show it on the screen I guess oh, they okay. did you know, it was going on so yeah that was pretty cool. And what was it like competing at NCAAs? Was it nerve wracking? Were you excited? Like, I guess, what was your, first of all, your goal going in and then also just your overall vibe? I think my goal going in was just to have fun and kind of like soak up the moment. I would say kind of the emotion I had, it was almost like starstruck in a way. Um, I'd never competed at, you know, a place that with that big of stage against like those big of competitors and Olympians and, you know, people that have really like made it to the top in gymnastics. So it was just an incredible 
experience. Had you ever competed on a podium before? I had, but you know, it was, you know, club meets and there's five people in the stands, my parents, <laughs> including people. So, you know, right. nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little bit different. A little bit different. <laughs> yeah. So I want to go back to before college, when you were going through the recruiting process, what was that process like for you? And then what ultimately led you to Illinois State? Um, I would say the recruiting process was extremely difficult. I think it is sometimes most difficult part of like a gymnast's career. I feel like it's a time where you really have to be honest with yourself and what you want for your future and like specifically what you want, you know, not your parents, your coaches, your teammates. And then I think for me, you know, it was hard. Not a lot of schools had reached out, you know, like I originally thought that they would. Um, And Illinois State, I think, was the first school that truly like showed interest in me um, and really wanted me. And I think that kind of ultimately led me, you know, to go here amongst several other things. But yeah. So based on your experience with the recruiting process, what advice would you give to people who are about to kind of begin that journey? Um, I guess I would say, like I was saying before, just like stay true to yourself and honest, you know, what what are you looking for in a school? Are you looking for academics? Are you looking for, you know, the big name? Are, are you looking to compete? Kind of just like really sitting down and having that conversation with yourself and, you know, those around you. So you know, going into, you know, being a freshman in college, I would imagine that there's a lot of transitions that you go through gymnastics wise, also potentially academically, because I know a lot of gymnasts are homeschooled. Socially, it's a different experience. So how was that transition for you? I think it was it was definitely a very big transition. I think gymnastics wise, you know, coming from the club gym training, probably, you know, anywhere from 24 plus hours a week to training like just 20 and not all of those hours, including practice. I think that was a big transition, you know, kind of just like slowing down in a sense. But I think like you still have academics and you are a student athlete first. So that became, I think, a bigger role, I guess, in my life. I wasn't homeschooled. I went to public school. So I still kind of like had that, you know, and then I think socially it's, it's very different, like being on a team and spending that much time with your team, obviously in club you are, but it's just so much different here. You know, I always spend time with my roommates, you know, they're my teammates and yeah, I think it's awesome, but it's definitely a big transition. In club, how many hours did you train? I think I want to say it was around 24. I know it, went up in the summer and varied sometimes, but probably around there. Okay. So was it difficult at all to balance like your gymnastics practice schedule, but then also do public school at the same time? Yeah, definitely. I know that probably started in like second or third grade, I left school early and like in high school, middle school, I didn't have like a last period or a seventh hour because I was leaving early. And so that was definitely difficult to manage, but I think it prepared me, you know, for now. Yeah, for sure. So you're getting ready for your sophomore season. Season is right around the corner, which is very exciting. How do you think the team is looking? Um, I think that this team has a lot of talent and I'm really excited, you know, to go out there and, and showcase that. And I think that we're a very young team. We have a lot of underclassmen. I know we only have one senior, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how we we do with that. Um, I'm really excited about vault. I think that's kind of where we where we strive. So yeah, really exciting. Yeah, you guys have a lot of 10 start values on vault, which is very exciting. Very exciting. What is your plan for vault this season? I know you have done a one and a half before in the past, but mm-hmm. you also sometimes do the full. Um, is the Yurchenko one and a half something that we're going to see pretty consistently this season? Um, I think for now, at least I think I'm going to stick with the full. And I think honestly, that may be a little bit better and more consistent. And like, I feel like I can help my team better with that, you know, the consistency. Yeah. 
College is all about consistency and being yes. clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what are some of your personal goals for the season? I, is it can you is it possible to top last season? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, a goal of mine is is of course to make nationals again, but I think ultimately I just want to continue having fun and like you know, gymnastics, I fell in love with it as a little girl. And I just want to continue making her happy. And if that is, you know, making it to regionals, and that's good. If that's making it to national, that's amazing too. You know, just doing the sport, you know, that I love. So what about team goals? Obviously, you guys are a really talented group. Do you feel like, you know, maybe a regionals as a team this year? Is that something you guys are aiming for? What are some of the team goals that you've talked about for this season? Um, regionals for sure. That I feel like that's probably our number one getting there. I think that would be amazing for a program, um, putting us on the map again. And, you know, I think also winning conference, I think that's also like one of our top goals last year, we were so close, you know, favored to win, I guess. And then we just fell short. So I think we're really striving to get that. And then yeah, regionals as well. So thinking more long-term, what are some of your goals? Like by the time that you leave Illinois State, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? And I guess, what are some of the goals that you have for the rest of your college career? Um, I guess I would say making it to regionals is kind of a big goal. I want to do that with my team and have everyone else experience that. Um, of course, it's nice to experience it by yourself, but having you know those around you that you love, I would love for my team um, to experience that. And then, yeah, winning conference would be amazing to do with my team as well. So we have some kind of fun, random questions just for people to get to know you a little bit better. So with the holidays coming up, do you have any fun traditions that you do with family or friends? Um, I would say we kind of like in my hometown, we call it Christmas in the park and like the line is probably like hours long and you just wait in this long line. It's like five minutes of driving through Christmas lights and it's really fun to go with your family. So I'm really looking forward to do that. My dad, he also owns a restaurant. So it's it's really nice to come home for the holidays and, you know, eat there and just spend time with family. That's exciting. What kind of restaurant is it? Burgers. Yeah. He always loved making burgers. So yeah. Nice. (laughs) What are three words that your teammates would use to describe you? Ooh, um, <laughs> I would say energetic. I feel like we practice in the morning. So I feel like I am a little bit of a morning person. So I guess energetic is one. I would say hardworking. I feel like I can be very hardworking and then creative. I mean, that's not necessarily gymnastics related, but I feel like I am very creative in life. Yeah, love it. What about a gymnast that you look up to when you were a kid? I feel like as a kid, I had so many idols and inspiration. I love Sean Johnson, Simone Biles, of course, Gabby. But I think like as I've gotten older, Trinity Thomas is probably one of my favorite gymnasts to watch. I just love her gymnastics and everything about her. She's so good. So good. Way too good. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, this next question, I guess... Do you listen to Spotify or do you do Apple Music? Apple Music. Oh, dang it. Okay. I was going <laughs> to ask what the top artist on your Spotify rap is, but I guess a little like modified question. Who do you think is the artist that you listen to the most? Um, we actually do have like an Apple Music kind of rap thing. And I think oh. I got Kehlani as my top artist. Okay. Yeah, nice. So that was cool to see. I didn't yeah. know, honestly, that Apple did like a, a rap. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, I don't really know how to get to it. They like sent me a text and I was able to see it, but I wish I could like go back and review it. What about proudest moment so far? So this can be either personally or from your gymnastics career. Um, 
I would say just kind of like reaching the goal of doing college gymnastics. That was always the biggest goal I had probably since I was younger. I knew elite wasn't really the route that I wanted to take. So I think like making here and even like competing at my first meet was probably one of my proudest moments. Well, you're so amazing. And I have to tell you yeah. that we have you on, I think, two or three of our fantasy teams this year. Like, have you heard about fantasy gymnastics? I have a little bit, but okay. I, I'd like to get more into it this year. <laughs> we have you on a couple of our teams. And then I see you being drafted all the time. Like we do like live drafts. And I see your name always in the chat. Like people are always drafting you. So <laughs> you're doing amazing. And yeah. I hope you feel like your talents are being recognized because <laughs> you're doing incredible things. I'm, I'm so excited, not only for this season, but just for the rest of your career as well. I think you're going to do amazing things. And not only just for you, but Illinois State in general, like you guys are a team on the rise. And I think more and more people in the gymnastics community are starting to recognize just how talented your team is. So I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. <laughs> Big things are happening. <laughs> we want to say thank you so much, Jay, for taking the time to come chat with us. We are super, super excited to cheer you on this season, as well as throughout the rest of your career. And your team as well. I yeah. Mean, watching you guys on the Instagram stories all the time, you guys look amazing, and I think it's going to be a really great season for you guys. So we are just so, so excited for you guys. And wishing you all the best. Okay, so to wrap up this episode, similar to what we did last week, there was a lot of inner squads happening, a lot of inner squads that were streamed, so we were able to watch. And we're just going to finish it out with talking about what we saw, share some of our thoughts. And, you know, we saw a lot of college gymnastics in the last week or so. So starting with Minnesota, if you listen to our season preview episode that we did with Cheslina, we all kind of agreed that Minnesota was definitely not going to be at the same level as they were last year. And that's partly due to the fact that they lost two of the best gymnasts in program history, no doubt, and just two of the best gymnasts in the NCAA with Lexi Ramler and Anna Loper. It's impossible to fill those shoes. Yeah. Two very, very big all-around gymnasts for that program that it's, it's just not easy to walk in and, you know, replace those scores. And I also think there was some uncertainty about some of the freshmen not really knowing health status, what events they would be contributing on. And I think this exhibition really gave us some clarity on that. Yeah, and I, overall, I mean, watching them, I will say that they looked better than... Not that I expected him to, but they did look really good. Yes, I think we got some more questions answered, a little bit more clarity on where the freshmen are at, and even just some people that are going to step up in different ways this season, Yeah, which I think was nice to see for Minnesota. So Soraya Johnson, the freshman, she's somebody that will be a really nice addition to this team and will likely be an all-arounder for them, which I think is going to be huge. Yeah, so she has a really, really powerful, clean Yurchenko full-on vault that honestly, at some point, I wouldn't be surprised if that became a one and a half. She stuck it at the inner squad. I think she got a 9.85 on it, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, I don't remember her score, but I remember the vault, <laughs> and it was huge, and I was very, very excited about that. She also has just really clean execution on every event, lots of difficulty. Yeah, her beam, I was really impressed with her beam routine. Not sure how I feel about it yet, because difficulty, we talked about this in another episode, but difficulty in college can be a little bit sketchy just because there's no incentive to do difficulty. Right. So <laughs> you want to do what you can hit consistently and also cleanly. And here's the thing. I don't know. She might be really consistent with this stuff. We've only seen her one time as a gopher, so 
Who knows? We'll give her a chance with this beamer team because she has a lot of really unique skills that are fun to watch. Yeah, she has a Barani, which I feel like you don't see very often at all, especially in college. And then um, a front toss to back handspring. We which see that a little bit more. Yeah, that's not super rare or anything. I think the problem with that, if I'm going to say problem, would be just having that be your front to back connection. Mm-hmm. In my experience, <laughs> has been... A little bit sketchy. You sometimes see someone a little bit off on the front toss and it completely throws off the rhythm and they don't get the connection. That's a very, very difficult combination to get. Yes. Good point. So those concerns aside, and they're not really concerns, it's more just my own anxiety about (laughs) beam and a freshman on beam and not really knowing how consistent someone is. You know how that is. The more and more you watch somebody, the more faith you have in that you start to build that trust (laughs) yeah like for example and this is just a random that came to my habit like natalie Wojcik on beam she's so consistent i know every single time she's up there that i can just sit back relax and she's gonna hit and likely get like a 9.95 or a 10 well you don't know that with a freshman (laughs) right she doesn't have that track record or that history behind her Mm -hmm. yet but i definitely see the potential in her on that event and all the other events she has great amplitude on pretty much everything she does her leaps on floor, great extension, huge height. Yeah. Really just has the potential, as long as she's consistent, to be a pretty good score for Minnesota, which, again, isn't going to completely fill the gap that they're losing from last year, but... It shows nice potential for the future, I would say. Yeah, and I think that that's exactly what Minnesota wants to do. They want to keep building. They want to keep bringing in these great athletes that can kind of keep Minnesota in the conversation. Yep. So... We weren't really sure before the inner squad what to expect from her, but I am very, very pleased with Soraya Johnson. I think she's going to do great things, not only for Minnesota, but for our fantasy teams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did manage to get her on, I think, two of them. We have a freshman league, and then I forget, there's one other league that we got her into. But yes, very, very excited about Soraya and her potential. And also Gianna Gertis. Yeah. She has not been an all-arounder in the past, but I do expect her to be an all-arounder this season for Minnesota. Oh yeah, I think this could be her breakout year for sure. We saw her on bars for the first time in her career at the center squad. She's doing a beautiful, powerful one and a half on the ball. Beautiful as always on the other events as well. Mm-hmm. Really and- clean. And they have Maya Hooten, of course, can't forget her, actually fell on floor in the inner squad here. And that was so weird because I don't think I've ever seen her fall. No. Well, not on floor. Well, right. <laughs> you never see her fall on that first She does like, like the same routine every single time you see her. Yeah. <laughs> the tumbling looks the exact same. So we were kind of like, whoa, what happened? But she stuck her one and a half. So she's ready for season. <laughs> <laughs> and many corals. She also stuck her one and a half. So a lot of potential there on vault for Minnesota, I would say. They have quite a few people. I don't remember all of the names off the top of my head, but they have somebody doing a talk to your Chenko one and a half. And I believe there's people that have been training one and a half. So at some point in the season, that may be something that we see. But definitely, I think, one of the stronger events for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Also want to mention that another freshman, Sarah Marat, she was on beam. Yes. And that was a big question mark that we had because there was reports in the from the in-gym inner squad that Minnesota did, there were some reports that she was injured. She didn't compete. Um, we weren't exactly sure because we didn't watch that inner squad ourselves. So we weren't exactly sure like where it was coming from or like was she actually seen in a boot or something. We didn't really know. Well, I remember somebody saying that she was doing beam, but like that was 
a so it was nice to see her actually you know in a leotard out there doing a solid beam routine yeah i'm glad she's healthy or at least remotely healthy healthy enough to do a beam routine because she in my opinion was going to be one of the bigger freshmen for them that's what i expected with her coming in she had a pretty successful jo career yeah. so um, had a lot of expectations for her this season. And hopefully we'll see her start to work her way into other lineups as well. Yeah, not really sure the extent of the injury if there is one there for her. But I'm hoping that as the season progresses that she'll be able to add events. And I think that's only going to help Minnesota. But overall, I mean, I was really impressed watching Minnesota. I like what I saw. They have some really beautiful gymnasts on their team. You know, I, I do think it's going to be a good season for them. Do I think that they're, you know, going to be a favorite to qualify to NCAA championships? Not necessarily. It's not to say they can't do it, but it's definitely going to be a challenge for them. But, you know, some teams thrive under that. You know, they like having that pressure. They like to rise to the occasion and have a challenge facing them. Being and, the quote-unquote underdog. Yeah, so... You know, I can see Minnesota being a team that's on the brink of making it to nationals. It's not going to necessarily be a given or an easy season. But then again, let's be real. It's not easy, nor is it given for any team. Right. So, <laughs> let's make that clear. But I think that if I'm being completely honest here, I think maybe I thought, you know, just looking at what Minnesota was losing, that I thought it was going to be a very not good season for them but I do think this inner squad eased a little bit of my anxiety surrounding that because I do think that you know they have more people stepping up they do have some freshmen that are going to be able to contribute and I think it's going to still be a good season for Minnesota and I would agree with that all right so moving on to LSU yeah they're another team that I feel like looked really really strong in their yeah. exhibition I was really impressed with them I think vault is going to be a really strong event for them this year. They have a lot of depth on that event. Yeah, that's that's honestly going to be, in my opinion, one of their strongest events. Bar's probably the weakest, and I think we saw a little bit of that at Gym 101. Yeah, definitely not as precise, I feel like, on that event as they are on some of the other events. You know, handstands, not all the way up on top of the bar. Little form deductions, deductions on the landings. And they have a lot of gymnasts to pick from as far as making that bar lineup. But for me, it was kind of a matter of which of these gymnasts is going to score the highest, who has the least amount of deductions, who's going to get you the best score. Because there's know? no clear bar worker in that group, I feel like. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you have like... You have Aaliyah Finnegan, who is a new addition to bars. Which is great. And then you have people like Alona Shinakova, who typically scores well, even though I feel like she also has a lot of the same deductions that we're talking about in other people, but she still manages to score decently. Yeah, the dismount alone can be like two to three tens, depending on how she does it. Yeah, so, but I guess when I look at that group... There's nobody to me that really stands out as like, this is our best bar worker in this lineup. Haley Bryant is really, really clean on bars. Um, True. And, and, uh, yeah, I guess in fairness, I wasn't thinking about and her. And Kaya yeah. Johnson, I mean, you wouldn't really think of her as a bar worker, but she is pretty consistent on that event. So they, they do have a solid group in that lineup, but there's still, you know, three, two or three spots, I would say, that are going to need to be filled. And we saw Alexis Jeffrey, we saw Alana Arenas, Libby Dunn, who yes. is coming back from an injury. Which she did the routine, and it was good. Didn't do the dismount as part of the routine, but then... At the end, all the girls actually went through and did 
everyone did the dismount with the routine, but they did their dismounts again just because the dismounts really weren't the best at Gym 101. And then Libby Dunn did her dismount double layout with everybody else. So she, she should has be, it. She should be fine for season. Um, and I would definitely say that she's in contention, obviously, for making that lineup, considering that she's done the, really that event consistently throughout her entire career for LSU. Yeah. There was also Ashley Cowan, the freshman, pretty good on bars. I could see her making that lineup potentially. So they have Tori Tatum. Yes, Tori Tatum as well. Yeah, so they have options, but just based off of Gym 101, obviously that's all I've seen. LSU doesn't really post a whole lot of like highlights from training and everything. I'm not really sure who I'd like to see the most in that lineup out of some of those newcomers and those new faces that haven't competed yet. Mm-hmm. I think I like Elena Arenas. Yeah, I think she looks I want to say much improved. Like mm-hmm. I feel like all on all the events, she looked really good. She's one of those gymnasts that if she was at another school, she would just thrive and she would be a superstar because she's so good. But she just she tends to get overshadowed yeah. in the LSU lineups. Um, she's great on vault as well. I mean, we kind of jump right into bars here, but <laughs> um, she has a really nice Rachenko fold that I feel like is definitely lineup worthy. But isn't she the SEC champion on that event? Yeah, she is. From was it last year or was it the year before? I don't remember. I don't remember, but she is. But she ha- she does have a really nice fold. But I think like when you have a lineup of Kaya Johnson, KJ Johnson, um, Haley Bryant, Aaliyah Finnegan's doing a ten zero start value. Yeah, that's new for LSU as well. It's just really hard to crack those lineups. But I would like to see Elena on bars. So. We'll have to see, I guess, when the season rolls around. What Jay Whoever Clark is the most consistent will be in the lineup. So. Yes. Um, Bean, though, was really, really solid. I was really impressed with them on that event. Yeah. Um, no falls, no major wobbles or breaks. It really was just... nothing major at all. It was actually really, really good. Yeah, you can tell that they've been working really hard on that event. So to come out the gates this early on and look that good on Beam... It's a um, very, very good sign for them because yes. I think Beam is the one event where they have struggled in the past and has been, I don't know if LSU fans would consider that their nemesis, but I feel like as an outsider watching LSU on Beam, that's the event that kind of make or breaks them. Yeah. So I would consider that their nemesis, but I feel like, like you said, they looked really, really strong here and I think that's if that's any indication of what they will be doing in season, I think it'll be a stronger event for them this season. Mm-hmm, for sure. And then on floor, they mostly just did dance-throughs, and then the first pass they did separately at the end, kind of like they did with bars and the dismounts, and they all went again. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that with floor and the first passes. But um, some good stuff there as well. Aaliyah nailed the shit out of her Arabian double front stay jump. Yeah. Like, One of the best I feel like I've seen her do, and she does it good often, so it's... You know, it's, the bar is high, but <laughs> one of the best ones for sure that I've seen her do. It was so good. And same with Haley Bryant. She did the double fry. Again, one of the cleanest landings I think you could have possibly asked for. Just looks so casual when she does it. Like, it's truly like me when I wake up in the morning and I walk to the kitchen to grab like some water and like how easy that is for me. Like that's Haley Bryant doing it's the double fry. Part of the routine. Yeah. It's like she might as well just wake up and like just run into double front right out of bed. Oh, I bet she could. It's just, she makes it look just way too casual way too easy but i guess shout out to her for being able to do that because it's, it's impressive yeah it was beautiful but yeah overall i think that this is going to be a better season fingers crossed for lsu they've not had the postseason results that they've wanted the last two seasons but this is a really talented team i think having Aaliyah finnegan in the all-around is going to be a big 
boost for them. Yeah. Finally getting that vault and that bar routine in the lineup is going to be hopefully some big scores they didn't have last season and some consistency on those events. They have Bryce Wilson, the freshman. A lot of people are really excited to see her. She had a mistake on floor. Did she do... What event did she not do? She didn't do bars. Yeah. She did beam, floor, and vault. Her vault is really nice. Definitely in contention for the lineup there. But again, it's just a matter of like depth and how consistent are you going to be and are you going to be able to make that lineup because LSU is interesting because they have people like KJ Johnson who obviously can do a more difficult ball but her full is so good that you know that that's going to be in the lineup it has to be Bryce Wilson can also do a double only did the full at gym 101 but again it's going to be a matter of you know if she's more consistent with the full and she can get a higher score because she can stick the landing on it you know, if that makes the lineup, they might go with that. So they're they're picking potentially some foals over some 10 start values. But, you know, it's the name of the game. It's all about consistency. But I feel like LSU seems to have a different confidence to them this season. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. But watching them this past week and even seeing part one of the documentary, which you call it, well, I guess it's a docu-series. Is that what you would consider it? Yeah, it's a docu-series on LSU Gold, I think it's called. Yeah, so the first episode is free. Well, it was free. I don't know if it is anymore. It was only for 24 hours. Okay, so hopefully you guys got to watch that. Really shows kind of behind the scenes of the team and... You know, it was their preseason retreat. Yeah, you get more insight into like what the mindset is, what the goals are for the season. The things they do to bond as a team, the way they talk about the upcoming season and how they want to achieve their goals. Yeah, and so from watching that mixed with their inner squad, I feel like I can sense almost like a fresh start for them. I feel like they have kind of almost this like new beginning type mindset where... They're putting this, last season behind this does This is going to sound like shade, but it's not. But they are honestly so low right now based off of what they did last season. Like, you almost can't get any lower than that as yeah. a team. Yeah. Like, you basically hit rock bottom, and now it's like you have no choice but to just go up from there. Yeah. There's not much else to do. <laughs> so hopefully that it, it makes sense. It reminds me of Canada at Worlds this year when they qualified as a team final in eighth, and they were basically the last place team in the final. Right. And they're like, what do we have to lose? We either just compete and we stay eighth or we compete better and we win a medal or even just improve our ranking. Right. I think no matter what happens for LSU this season, I think it will be a better season for them than they had. Well, I'll say this, a better finish for them than what they had last season. Mm -hmm. And I also, real quickly, side note, just want to give LSU a shout out because I think that they do a lot of things right in terms of promoting their team. I think the way that Gym 101 was run was amazing and I think other teams should definitely take note. It was quick. It was easy for new fans to follow. It was really engaging. They had an in arena commentator, which is <laughs> you're laughing at the... yeah. Sorry, Ashley's giving me this look. I'm laughing for two reasons. One, I literally was just choking on nothing, but I'm good. And I'm just like, we have to keep going. The show <laughs> must go on. Also I'm laughing because me and Brittany rewatched LSU's Gym 101. And we didn't catch this the first time it happened, but the second time we were watching it through, we were dying. The in-arena announcer was interviewing Kai Rivers. Yes, Kai Rivers, which by the way, Kai Rivers on beam, everybody. Yay! So glad to see her back out there. <laughs> I really want to see her on other events. Don't know if it's going to happen. But she's taking over the Christina Desiderio leadoff beam spot, so... And we love that for her. Yes. But the in-arena announcer was interviewing Kai Rivers, and you could hear it on the broadcast. It was like everyone in the arena could hear it. Which I think is a really cool concept. That's where this conversation was going, but now Ashley's <laughs> taking it in another direction, I see. <laughs> but 
I just had to say this. It was just too funny. I need people to like share this with us. We were definitely cracking up. I never laughed this hard in my life. He was basically, what he was asking her, attempting to ask her was like, what it was like to compete or what it's like to compete in front of, you know, 13,000 fans and to have, you know, that many fans going way up into the rafters. You have 13,000 fans. But instead of saying it like that, he was like, what is it like having 13,000 fans hanging from the rafters screaming? <laughs> and we were like, wait, did he just say hanging from the rafters? And then we had this visual on yeah. our heads of people hanging from the rafters screaming. It was the visual for me. <laughs> when I tell you that I've never laughed so hard in my life, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just like dead inside and I don't find anything funny, but I found this to be hilarious. Oh my gosh, we were crying. I was crying. I, that's how bad I was laughing. I was crying. I, and that never happened. I was almost concerned for my well-being with how hard I was laughing. Like <laughs> I was I was almost not okay. I was laughing too hard. Yeah, you were like, we have to stop. We have to stop. I was going to pass away. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Go look that up if you want a good laugh because it was kind of funny. But where I was going with this initially was I think it's a brilliant idea to have an in-arena commentator kind of explaining, like, what's going on. Almost as if you're watching it on TV, but you're in the arena and you have this, like, commentary behind it, which I thought was really cool. And no other team does that, at least to my knowledge. Um, And I just thought it was engaging. Yeah, they were, you know, having interviews with the athletes, with the coaches. People could send questions on Twitter. Yeah. And they would ask the gymnasts and the coaches in the arena and, you know, and do a little Q&A session. Yeah, and I just think nobody else is doing it like that. It was really engaging, and I think it's great for new fans. I think that if that was your first time going to a gymnastics meet, you probably learned not only a lot about that team, but you learned a lot about gymnastics in general. And I think that's just a great way to you know, continue to build the fan base in gymnastics. And I wish more schools would do it like that. So I just wanted to give LSU a shout out for that because I was really impressed with the way that meet was run. And I would love to see more of that from other teams. Okay, so moving on to UCLA. I feel like this is going to be a really good year for UCLA. I do too. Much better than what we saw. The, honestly, the last two seasons, the way the postseason has gone, not really how UCLA is wanted, but the team looks... So much more relaxed this year. They look healthy. They look happy. Yes. And they have a lot of new faces in the lineups that I think are really going to make a strong contribution to this team. Like, they had Marge, Jordan, Emily Lee. Yay, Emily Lee being back. And she looks so good. And Selena Harris. All doing all around. And honestly, I feel like as long as they stay consistent, those four are pretty much going to make up the bulk of UCLA's lineups across the board, I feel like. Which I don't think many people realize that yet. Like, I don't think that people have actually thought through UCLA's lineups. Mm -hmm. Even when it comes to fantasy drafting and drafting somebody who was in the lineup last year, but may not be in it this year because of all that depth that they have. Yeah, because that's a really solid group. And that's not even factoring in Shay Campbell, who didn't vault and meet the Bruins, but... It's expected to vault this season. Just she, I don't know if you guys listened to our interview with her, she told us that she hyperextended her knee recently, but is expected to be back. Just going to do your trinkle full this season. But like we talked about earlier with LSU, her full is so good that it makes sense in this lineup over some of the other potential 10 of start values that UCLA could have. Because that is a weak point, I would say, for them. They don't have as many 10 of start values as some of the other top teams. They really only have Selena Harris as one and a half. Jordan Childs actually did the Urchenko double twist to beat the Bruins. Yes. Brooklyn has a 10 of start value, which we didn't see because she is 
I guess, coming back from, like, a knee tweak. That is according to the mother of one of the gymnasts on the team. She said that in the Facebook group, so... Yeah, she just did a dance through on the floor and nothing else and eat the Bruins. Yeah, so not sure how soon we can rely on that ball being in the lineup. Um, and then I believe Clara Wren has a 10-0 start value, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, front handspring, front pike half. She only did the front handspring, front pike at Meet the Bruins, though. So. so, again, not necessarily guaranteed to be in the lineup, but with Jordan and Selena's 10-0 start values, and then Mars, her foal's gotten a lot better, Emily Lee has a really dynamic foal, and then Jay Campbell, I think that those are kind of almost locked for the lineup, not only because they're just consistent with the landings, but just the, the form in the air and all the stuff that really matters in college gymnastics. It's there with those vaults. Yeah. That is still going to be a good event for UCLA, I think, despite mm-hmm. not having the 10 start values. As far as the other events, kind of the same. I feel like they're pretty even-keeled this year as a team. Like you mentioned, having four, potentially five, all-arounders. It doesn't leave too much room for anybody else to sneak in there, but... It reminds me a lot of Michigan from last season. It does, yeah. But, yeah, they're they're well-balanced, though. I feel like they really don't have a weak event, which is a really good thing for them. Beam looks much improved. Beam was really, really good. The only fall they had was from Maya Rhodes, which she's not somebody that I really expect to be in the lineup anyways, so solid beam lineup, which is great to see. And that wasn't even factored in Anna Potterariu. She only did bars without a dismount, so I think she's, I don't know exactly what she's battling, but obviously playing it safe and not really doing anything that involves using her legs at this moment. So assuming, though, that she did a bar routine, that she will be fine and probably working her way back to be ready for season and just not wanting to push it at this point, which is probably smart. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's somebody who I think is going to be in that lineup because she did a really nice job last season. MML Um, Buyo. I was just going to say, MML Buyo. We saw her on beam and floor, but we didn't see her on bars, which is something that she did do last season. So another option there potentially. Yeah, really just between those all-arounders and the supporting cast, really a strong group. Um... I think it's a good problem for UCLA to have, honestly. Yeah, also I was going to say the freshman, Maddie Animi. Yeah. She's somebody that a lot of people are talking about online. A lot of people are really excited about her potential, especially on bars. Yeah, she was really a pleasant surprise on bars for me. Honestly, has potential to challenge for the lineup on that event. Again, it's not going to be easy for her to make that lineup, but, you know, here or there, if they want to rest somebody, I mean, for her first... I mean, it was technically was her second event of the day, so it wasn't like her very first routine as a Bruin, but to come out the gates as strong as she did on bars in particular, I, I guess I wasn't really expecting it, but she has a really nice piped Jaeger, legs glued together, um, full twisting double tuck dismount, she stuck the landing. Hits her handstands. Yeah, it really had a great routine that showed a lot of potential to be in the lineup. So if not for this season, definitely for the future for sure. And I love her story. She's a walk-on, and they, they talked about this on the broadcast, but she was going to go to UCLA regardless. Like, she wasn't, her intention wasn't to go to UCLA for gymnastics. She was there. She got in on her own, and then she was kind of like, hey, actually, I was a gymnast. Can I be on the team? <laughs> and they allowed her to. Which is so and impressive. Yeah, she took the initiative and got herself a spot on the team as a walk-on, which, you know, we've talked about this before on the show. Walk-ons are not to be, like... Slept on. <laughs> yeah, slept on or overlooked. I mean, half the time, the walk-ons are the ones that really step up when you need them to. If somebody else goes down with an injury or someone's, 
you know, they need a break or they're dealing with consistency issues. Walk-ons usually step in and they, they can handle that pressure. And we've seen that particularly with UCLA. Yeah. You know, Gracie Kramer, Kendall Poston. Yeah. So don't sleep on the walk-ons. And Maddie Anemi, I think, is someone that I can see flourishing and growing as the time goes on. I think Flora is another good event. She has a really fun floor routine. Not necessarily the cleanest landings here at Beat the Bruins, but potential for sure. I, I like the story, though. I know. My thought goes to podcast desk, question mark. <laughs> but I think we need to give her some time. I think she needs a season under her belt at UCLA, and then maybe we can talk to her. I think it would be a really interesting story to, to hear from her about. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the floor choreography? I love it, as always. I think Shay and Mars is brilliant. Yeah, Mars's routine has some funny moments in it where she's, like, posing and her teammates are pretending to be, like, photographers or, like, paparazzi taking her picture. And then there's the part at the end where she basically has you thinking that she's done and then it's like, wait, just kidding, I'm not done. And <laughs> I'm not going to lie, when I saw it the first time, I was like, that's a really weak ending. And then she kept going. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those moments where, like, people in the audience start clapping because they think she's done. And it's like, psych, she's not done. <laughs> but, yeah, I love it. I love Shay's... Um, I really like MML Blios. And Brooklyn Moores is Brooklyn Moores. <laughs> Emily Lee, I think, still needs to get a little more confidence and grow into the choreography a little bit more. For sure. She wasn't really performing it, which I'm not trying to be too hard on her. Obviously, it's the first time ever doing a floor routine at UCLA. And also her first time doing a floor routine since her injury. Yeah. that's where she got injured was on floor. Yeah. So I could see being more in your head and not as, you know, engaged in the performance I'm aspect. I'm sure she'll come out of her shell as time goes on and she gets more, you know, experience and confidence under her belt. But that routine to me seemed a little bit uncomfortable almost you can kind of like see it in just the way she was performing and it's not up to the same standard i guess as we're used to seeing from a ucla performance on floor so i'm hoping that that's something that we see improvement on throughout season because i do imagine that she'll be in that lineup pretty consistently but yeah i guess overall like you said i feel like this is a different ucla team i feel like they have the potential for a, a way better outcome this season i see them at the national championships I guess, of course, barring anything, you know, outrageous that happens. But they definitely have the talent to be there. They have the depth to be there. They have some of the best gymnasts in the country on their side. So I would say there's no reason why it couldn't be them, why they couldn't be there. Mm -hmm. So, And UCLA has a history of kind of building up slowly and, you know, peaking later in the season. But I think they looked really good here for it being, you know, the last couple of weeks before season starts – They look really, really strong, and I hope that they can kind of keep pace throughout the season and then also continue to build as we get closer to the end of the season. But I think they're at a good starting point right now. And then we'll wrap it up with MSU. So MSU didn't have a stream, but luckily, because we live in Michigan, we were able to go. And again, I mean, I was impressed with Michigan State. You know, they're coming off of a historic season last year where they finished ninth as a team. They're ranked second in the Big Ten. I think they were 12th in, like, the overall rankings, if I'm not mistaken. But they have a really strong freshman class that we were finally able to see. Obviously, Nikki Smith is kind of the star of that class. She's the one that a lot of people are talking about. But they also have Sage Kellerman, Olivia Zermani. Those are probably the biggest names that we're going to see from the Michigan State freshmen this year. But really a great-looking team. They... Don't have to replace too, too much. They did have 
Leah Mitchell graduate and Ashley Hope. Like those were probably the biggest scores for the team. There was a couple others. Sydney Elaine, um, Alyssa Wiedemann was in some lineups, but those are like the the biggest scores they're going to be looking to replace. And the freshmen coming through in a big way. I mean, I guess we'll start by talking about vault. Um, really, really strong. I might say their best event, at least based off of what we saw at that exhibition. And what's cool about it is they only have two 10 start values. Nikki Smith's doing the Yachenko one and a half, which she's stuck in warm-ups, by the way. I missed it, but Brittany saw it. I was sitting right there, like right where she landed. And I wasn't recording because it was just warm-ups. And I'm like, you know, whatever. <laughs> and then she stuck it and I'm like... Are you kidding me? Now I need her to stick it in the competition so I can get it on video. And then, of course, she under-rotates it. So yeah, She was a little bit Well, to, make, to be clear, she didn't under-rotate it and fall. She just... Step back. Step back. Yeah. And then there's Sage Kellerman, who does a front handspring front pike half that is reminiscent of Rachel Slocum, former Florida Gator. Huge vault. So much height. Really gets a good pop off the table. And... She got it. Well, technically, we're not supposed to talk about scores from this meet, but she got a 99. <laughs> so, super impressive to go out and win technically the first event that you ever compete in your college career. Yeah. Even though it's unofficial, right. she did come away with that ball title. So, they have those two Tedo start values that I think are going to be big all season long, but then the rest of the lineup is really strong Yurchenko foals. Like, some of the best Yurchenko foals I think you're going to see around the country. Um, I was playing around with the lineups this morning, trying to figure out who's actually going to be in. Obviously, you have Kellerman and Nikki Smith, the 10 start values. Skylar Schulte, Gabby Steven, have to have them in your lineup. Gabby Steven stuck her ball. <laughs> As she tends to do frequently. <laughs> Lauren Chu had a one and a half before coming to college. Just does a year trinkle full here in college, but really, really good amplitude on that ball. You can like pause the video of her and see just how high she is and where her chest is as she opens up. Like she, you can definitely see her adding in another half twist to that vault. That's how big her full was. So I think she has a really good shot at the lineup. And then really from there, it's just, you're looking at one more. So you have Naya Smith as an option. She's, you know, been in the lineup in the past and has gotten good scores. That's the sister of Nikki Smith. Bailey Garcia Knows how to stick a landing. As she did at the exhibition. Yep. And then Gianna Khalifi is doing more events. She just did beam last season, but did vault here. Really small hop, but a really good option there as well. So Michigan State has options on vault, and they're not all 10 of start values, but these are vaults that can easily go 9-8 plus just being your tranquil foals, which is pretty impressive. Bars, lots of potential here. They... Had some struggles. There was a lot of falls on their Jaegers. Yeah. A lot of landing on stomachs. There was two back-to-back. I don't remember who it was, but I think there was three falls total. Total. Yeah. And they were all on Jaegers. Yeah. But I don't think that that's something that is necessarily going to be an issue when season rolls around. Oh, no. At this rate, you know, this early on in the season. I think they're just, like, fluky errors. Totally. Otherwise, their bars, like you said, has a lot of potential. Really nice handstands, yeah. point, pretty good landings. Yeah, pirouettes finishing on top of the bar. Bailey Garcia, I was watching, even even in the warm-up, doing some really nice pirouette work. Jory Jackard is beautiful on bars. She won the event. Yeah, up with a 9-9. Delaney Harkness is normally in the bar and floor lineup. Didn't compete at the center squad. She was resting, but expected to be back for the season. Um, but she's someone who's really a good scorer on bars for them as well. So 
Um, I expect that to be another great event for them here. Uh, Tara Walsh, a transfer from Auburn. That was the only event that she did here. Pretty good bar routine. I don't know if I quite see it making the lineup yet. Um, needs a little bit of work in terms of, you know, the details, making sure you're hitting handstands and keeping your legs together and things like that. But a good routine for her in her very first outing as a Spartan. I thought vault was an event that she was going to potentially contribute to, but we didn't see her do vault here. Yeah, and I did notice when she was done with bars, that was, like I said, the only event she did. Um, she did have a pretty big bag of ice taped to her ankle. So maybe working back from something or nursing an injury there. Yeah, maybe, or maybe even just some soreness. But yeah, we only saw her on bars and, you know, as I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but just there's a lot of gymnasts who were in lineups in years past or they're coming in as freshmen that I think really have potential to make the lineups here that it is going to be difficult to even make Michigan State lineups this season. You really got to be top of your game. So we'll see though, but that's definitely an option. Tori Loomis is someone who also stood out to me on bars, and I could see her potentially making it into the lineup. Toe point, nice lines. Um, There's the freshmen, Sage Kellerman, Olivia Zarmani, which, by the way, I guess we can just mention this here, because I know a lot of people drafted her for Fantasy Gym. She did everything but floor, which I thought was interesting, because floor, I think, was one of her stronger events coming in. So she did not do floor, and then Sage Kellerman did the all-around. So just putting that out there for people who are paying attention these things for fantasy gym purposes beam i think is going to be another good event for michigan state they were good on beam last year and i would expect nothing different this season they looked really really solid yeah. i would say hardly a wobble <laughs> honestly i don't think there was any i'm trying to recall this i watched this yesterday so i'm trying to recall um i don't believe they had any falls on beam and there was not really any major wobbles either Considering the people, I guess, who would be in the lineup, if you look at those routines, they were pretty much what you would expect. Yeah. So I'm thinking Garcia, Bailey Garcia, Skyla Schulte, Gabby Steven, Gianna Khalifi, and then you have two more. So Nikki Smith, I would assume, is in because you want her to be an all-arounder. And then that leaves either Nia Smith or Jory Jackard. I'm going to go with Joy Jackard. She looked really, really good. Yeah. Had a really solid routine. And She's I, somebody who's exhibitioned before in the yeah. past, so they've kind of been priming her for that position. I say, I don't think we've seen her in the lineup yet, but she definitely has exhibition on beam several times. And that is a lineup that really, I think, either has or can go 9-9 every single person in the lineup. So, super exciting. Yeah, that's going to be a really good event for them this season. And then Floor... Nikki Smith is obviously going to be a big addition to that lineup, doing a tucked full in. Skylar Schulte nailed her tucked full in with her team, which, by the way, is amazing. Definitely up to par with what she did last year in terms of, like, the energy that she brings and just the sass and how much fun she's having on floor. You can go check that out on our Instagram or Twitter. Yes. By the way, we um, posted a couple videos on our Patreon as well. Of Nikki Smith, we posted her floor routine and we posted her vault. So if you're a gold level Patreon supporter, go check out the app because we posted those routines there. And if you have any routines that you want to request, we have everything on video. So we will post that over there as well for anybody who wants to request. Just message us or comment on one of the posts and let us know. But Gianna Khalifi is stepping up. Like I said, she obviously has done beam before and she did vault, but she did floor here as well. Gabby Steven, I think, is going to be another big contributor on this event. Really just a solid group with solid backup options. So I'm thinking it's going to be a really good season for Michigan State again this year. And I really think, 
and I feel like I've been saying this, <laughs> but then I look at the rankings or people's predictions and it doesn't align with how I feel, but I think that they have a shot at making it to nationals. Totally. Oh, I think so too. Yep, for sure. We mentioned a couple of the event winners, but we'll go ahead and just say the event winners. They, they weren't really announcing scores, but at the end of the meet, they did say the winners and... Actually, they said the top three on each event and the scores, but we're just going to share the event winners. Um, Sage Kellerman, 9-9 on ball. Jory Jackard, 9-9 on bars. Gabby Steven, 9-9 on beam. And then Skyla Schulte and Nikki Smith with a 9-9-5 on floor. Which is um, huge. I want to point out that it's all different gymnasts for all the events, including the tie on floor with Skyla and Nikki. So... It just goes to show you how talented they are. And the depth that they have. Yeah, it's not just one person carrying the load of the entire team. It's everyone stepping up on different events, which is really, really exciting. And then Gabby Steven um, won the all-around. I think it was like a 49-4-5, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I can check because our friend Takach of Times, shout out to you. She was there and I think she posted it. Hold on. Yeah, it was a 49-4-5. So again, talking about where we're at in this point in the season... Um, to get that big of a number, I think, just shows the potential. And I'm really excited for Gabby Steven. She looked rock solid. I mean, we're talking, like, sticking landings all over the place. She's, like, basically postseason shape at this rate. <laughs> yeah, it's just exciting because I think... And I, well, I shouldn't say because a lot of people, truthfully, when you look at, like, even just Fantasy Gym, who people are drafting, everyone is very much aware of Gabby Steven. But I feel like Skyla Schulte is kind of, like, known as the... The all-arounder. She's like the top pick for MSU. But Gabby Steven is going to be right up there this season, and I'm just so excited for that. All right, y'all. That does it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back next week with another interview. We are excited to be joined by Lyndon Woods' Gayla Griswold, who made history last season as the first NCAA qualifier from Lyndon Woods, but also on top of that, only the second Division II gymnast to ever make it to NCAAs. And it was so great to talk to her about that experience and what it meant to her. So we think you guys are really going to like that interview. Yeah, we're keeping it in the medic conference. Yes. <laughs> so that one we're going to try and get up on Patreon within the next couple of days or so. So that way people can listen to it a little bit early. And then we have one more after that that is going to come out. Our first episode of 2023. How is it already 2023? I don't know. <laughs> but we'll also try and get that one up early as well. So y'all have two episodes to listen to as a perk and a thank you for being a gold double patreon supporter so be on the lookout for that we're wishing you all a happy holiday season and we will talk to you next week bye bye